Welcome to episode 13 of Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Stephen Jay, and today I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Lizette, Drew, and Gordon. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great right now, Steve. Thank you for asking. It's been a very entertaining day. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yes, for those of you listening, we had all a collective day off, so we have been filming nonstop to get well, I should say recording nonstop to get as much content out to you as possible. Needless to say, it's made for a very interesting day. <laughs> They've been bullying me all day. Yeah, stop talking. Um, <laughs> See what I mean? With that being said, today's topic is pretty interesting for those of you that are in the world of computers and computer building. Um, I've often heard many debates on whether you buy new or I should say pre-assembled or pre-built from the store or build your own. I am not very educated on this topic. I have just been privy to the whole debate. So today we have a situation where we have somebody that knows quite a bit about building a PC and somebody that is interested in potentially building. So we thought that it would be a great episode for those of you listening that might be on the fence or figuring out what you want to do to have that discussion here on today's show and see if we can provide you with some information and maybe learn a thing or two along the way. With that being said, Gordon, kick us off. Ah, oh, gladly. I, I have been for, oh no, the past year or so, been contemplating building my own PC and to get into PC gaming, as it seems like that is the way to go right now with all the games that are coming out you can get on PC. All, it just it seems like the right way to go, and I think it will suit my needs better than Xbox or PlayStation, as I couldn't care less which one you were to play on. They're both good consoles in their own right. Obviously, Xbox is better, <laughs> but there's no there's it's not a competition, and th- this whole episode is just gonna be me asking Drew how to build a PC. Fully selfish for my own gain, not for anyone else's. I just want to know. I just want to be able to play or build a PC where I can fill a Minecraft world with TNT, light it on fire, and my PC does not blow up next to me. The, the entire intro I just gave was about how this is beneficial to the listener as well. Yep. So, for those of you listening, we hope to answer some questions. Gordon hopefully has some good ones for you. If not, I will still answer questions that I know a lot of people have. Excellent. Hmm. Yeah, because my questions are probably going to sound stupid because I don't know any technical words or much about or anything about PCs, let alone building one myself. And my first question would be, is it beneficial to buy a pre-built one or to build one yourself, Drew? So as of right now, uh, that question has actually changed. So 
probably about three or four years ago, it has actually become better to just buy it pre-built. And I, there are some PC enthusiasts who still stand by the statement, you need to build your own. And you you can, but you really don't. If you actually like match up the price from what it would cost for you to build one, and if you go to a trusted or a really good company, like iBuyPower, Asus, Zydax, if you go to one of those companies and get it pre-built, the price to quality or like the price for what you're getting isn't that different from if you built it yourself. Not only that, but their stuff is built for quality. Like the wire management is going to be better. A lot of people don't put this into consideration, but there's a lot of wires that you have to organize and put in the correct places and you have to hide that stuff, right? If you want your computer to look nice, these companies like that's already done. That's a huge hassle that you don't have to worry about. Not only that, but these new computers have warranties. When you build your own computer, you can't do a warranty. Not only that, but these computers come pre-installed with Windows 10, right? If you build your own computer, that's not coming with Windows 10. You have to go buy Windows 10 (laughs) or whatever operating system you want. If you want Linux, you can go through Linux. Linux is kind of the, the cousin to Windows. And I'm pretty sure everyone will look at you weird if you say, oh, yeah, I run Linux. Yeah, I mean, it's usually the only people who run Linux are programming enthusiasts because it is more open-ended. You can kind of do what you want with it, but that's kind of a a side topic. But as of right now, it is actually way, way better, especially if you're new in computers, right? Because when building a PC, uh, especially like 10 years ago, a lot of people wouldn't put in consideration that you have to make sure that your the parts you're buying are compatible. So an excellent uh, story for this is I have a cousin who is really into PC who taught me a lot about PCs. When I was looking at building my own computer, I had all these parts picked out, and he asked me if these parts were compatible, and I looked at him like he was crazy. Back then, I was like 12, 13 when I first started getting into this kind of stuff, and he told me a story about how one of his friends went online and bought a whole bunch of parts, got them all shipped to his house, spent like $1,000, and none of the parts actually work together. When you buy a pre-built, you don't have to worry about this. But because of that, there are actually websites where you can go onto, and the parts that you want to use, you can put them into a website, and it'll tell you if they're compatible or not. That is a huge thing a lot of people don't put in consideration, and a lot of PC Master Race enthusiasts will not really mention that there are a lot of things you have to keep in consideration when building a PC. You have to make sure that your motherboard can support your uh, processor. You have to make sure that it can support the graphics card you want. You have to make sure that you're getting a power supply that can actually power all of the parts. Not only that, but if you're thinking about upgrading later on, you then have to have a power supply that can also support an upgrade later on down the line. And you also there's a lot of different... Uh, brands for parts out there with a lot of different price points for somebody getting into pc gaming for the first time as of now i highly recommend just buying a pre-built the only time i would say to build your own pc now is if you want to go for a crazy build like a build that i want to do is um mineral oil is a non-conductive liquid So a lot of people use mineral oil to fill up like a fish tank and then put PC parts in there with little robotic fish 
and then you have a little a pc that's a fish tank and it looks really cool because the mineral oil's clear and it doesn't mess up the parts and it can just be fully submerged not only that but it does help with the cooling a little bit so unless you're doing crazy stuff like that it's not really worth to build your own pc i hope i answered that yeah you you definitely did because i i've heard a lot of different opinions of course from different people saying that oh you want to build your own then there's others saying but if pre-builds aren't bad and then they go on to diss on but if you're buy a pre-built you're not a real pc gamer and all that you yeah don't that's just a whole load rig. of nonsense like i said within the past like five years that whole stigma has shifted because back in the day when pc gaming was first kicking off uh, there weren't a lot of companies who were actually building computers and the companies that were building quote-unquote gaming computers we're kind of taking the same approach that gaming desks were. You know, you slap the term gaming in front of it, and now we can charge an extra eight to $900 for it. That's kind of why Alienware got made fun of a lot, because that's what they did. They slapped gaming in front of it and charged an extra you know, $1,000 for what they're building when you could build it yourself yeah. for a fraction of the cost. With all these newer companies, that's not really happening. Like, you're not really paying the... that much more for a professionally assembled PC that gets a warranty. And I've definitely noticed from, cause I've been looking into this for a couple of years, the prices of pre-built have definitely been decreasing. Yes. As it, in my mind, that's the companies starting to be afraid of. They're not falling for this. They're building it themselves. We want them to buy it from us so we can get all that money. Not not only that, but because of COVID as well, that is another reason to buy a pre-built because a lot of people are gobbling up graphics cards right now. So the 2070s, 2080s, the 30, 3060s and 3080s, all of the kind of newer graphics cards that you would want, especially the 20s. The 20 series for GTX are kind of the ones that I would recommend someone getting into PC gaming getting. Because it's going to, like, if you get one now, it's going to last you a long time. It's going to be more powerful than this generation of console and next generation, too. It's a good segue into getting into PC gaming. But what's happening right now is that with COVID, everyone being home, the 20 series, people are gobbling all those up, building, you know, 10 computers and mining cryptocurrencies with them because the 20s are the perfect graphics cards to mine cryptos because they're the cheapest option for doing that. And then, of course, the 30 series, people are treating those like the PlayStations and Xboxes because they're new, gobbling all of them up and reselling them. But right now, you can buy pre-builts with the 30s in them for around a, a, the price you would buy a 30 for, you know? So yeah, a 30 by itself, if you were to buy it from a scalper, it's going to cost you about three or four grand almost now yeah probably closer to like 1500 to 2000 depending if you which model you get it could go up to you probably could find a few that are like three to four depending on what models you get but then you can turn around and like my brother got a computer with a a 30 a 3060 or 3080 i think it was a 3080 in it for two grand a full computer and it's like you can't tell 
I think it's wrong to tell these people who are just now getting into PC gaming that they need to build their computer when building your own computer has been becoming a worse and worse option over the years. And with COVID now, it's solidifying that it is way easier just to buy one pre-built because these companies are now becoming so big that they can go directly to the distributor like NVIDIA and buy them directly from them instead of buying them on the market like the rest of us and then putting the computer together and selling it and they're still making a profit and NVIDIA is still making a profit and there's no room for scalpers because scalpers are just buying the parts individually. Yeah, I, I, I see where, where that makes sense. And it, I, I honestly have no nothing against buying a pre-built and that's honestly what I've been thinking about doing. I just wanted to get more opinions on that matter before I just jumped into dumping that amount of money into something because that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, but it's also going to last you a good amount of time. Easy 10-15 years if you take care of it. Yeah. If you buy something with a 30 in it, a 30 series graphics card in it, you buy one of those, by the time the PlayStation 7 comes out, your hardware is still at least going to be on par. Yeah. With what consoles are going to be doing. If not, still better. So I definitely think PC gaming is the way to go right now. And I also 100% believe that buying a pre-built as of right now is the way to go. Now that could always change because it, it used to be like back in like 2015, you had to build your own computer. That was the way you had to do it because everything else was so overpriced. But now it's, yeah. it's changed. And it kind of it kind of bothers me that a lot of PC enthusiasts aren't acknowledging this shift. They still want to say, ah, oh, you're not a true PC gamer unless you get down and dirty and put that thing together yourself and it's like why why do you have to do that what's the benefit yeah especially now when it's becoming harder to get parts not only that but some of these cases kind of sell for high prices too like some of these cases you can get upwards two to three hundred dollars on the by themselves yeah i'm on new egg right now and they're ranging from obviously the really small ones are at 50 but they jump all the way up to almost three four hundred dollars on here yeah and you need if you want a good gaming computer you're going to need a bigger case because you're going to have to support the giant graphics card yeah and any upgrades you might want to do in the future yep and all the fans the cooling like if you want an actual gaming pc you're going to need one of those bigger cases yeah a, a massive case almost if you're depending on what all you want to get into which I guess can lead into my second question of it's I'm assuming and just because the way that these pre-builds are set up that they're going to be just as good for video rendering and editing as a pre-built one, right? There, there shouldn't be any difference when it comes to that aspect. Oh yeah. So um, I would actually argue that pre-builds, I don't want to say will work better that's not really the word i would use but especially for someone who has never put a computer together before the pre-builds are going to last longer themselves and with that the parts are going to last longer because they're going to be put together correctly 
So when you first get your PC, since it's put together correctly, it's going to run like the day you first got it for a lot longer, if that makes any sense. So how fast you can do all these things on your computer, you know, rendering and, you know, running high-end games and stuff like that, doing all of these things you want your computer to do, when it's put together correctly, it's going to be able to do that for a lot longer. That's another thing people don't put in consideration. Yeah, okay. I That makes sense to me. I like uh, just pushing me more towards pre-built. But I, I want to go on the tangent of let's say I want to build it and you cannot change my mind. I I kind of want to go over the different components you have to get. Okay. And I, I guess the place to start is CPUs. What the difference between Ryzen and Intel, um, the different numbers, like the, you have obviously five, seven, nine for the Intel and yeah. Ryzen cores. What, what's the difference between those cores? What's, what are the um, newer versions bringing to the table that the older ones don't and stuff along those lines? So I do have to preface this by saying that I have always been more of an in- Intel guy myself, uh, only because when I first started getting into computers and stuff like that, Intel Intel was the the market dominator, right? Ryzen wasn't quite there. Now Ryzen is almost surpassing Intel. With this, I never really gave Ryzen too much thought so their numbers mean like the numbers they tie in with their cpus and stuff like that i don't really know as much i know more about intel but from the research that i have done as of recently because once once more streamers and more more people who play video games for a living have started recognizing ryzen as an actual you know valid option uh basically now if if you're doing more multitasking with your computer, so if you're streaming, have Discord up, have a video game playing, and are recording the game as well, then you're going to want Intel. Intel is going to be better at doing multiple things at once. Now, if you just want to run a game on its own, max settings as smooth as possible, then Ryzen is going to be more of what you want to lean towards. Okay, I have heard that from other people where Intel's better multitasking and Ryzen's better. Because Intel was always okay. made more for kind of companies and businesses first. And then as PC gaming took over, Intel started kind of accommodating them as well. So that's why when you go to businesses, most computers aren't running, you know, high end i7s. They're usually i5s and stuff like that because that's kind of more what they were built for back then. Now they're kind of accommodating PC gaming because PC gaming is now one of the largest things for computers. And Ryzen has always tried to be more gaming focused, but they didn't really have the consumer base to really get theirs up there on par with Intel until about two years ago when... Uh, the newest version of Intel and the newest version of Ryzen came out. And when people were testing them, they're like, hey, Ryzen is actually kind of performing better in the gaming aspect, but Intel is kind of still doing better at multitasking. 
So it's kind of more about what you want to do. Now, if you want to edit videos and render videos while playing games and stuff like that, then Intel is more your thing. Ryzen is really strictly just, I'm only going to be playing games. And I know I use Discord as an example, but Discord really doesn't use that much stuff. Yeah. But, so what I'm hearing is, if you want to focus on gaming, you're not going to record, you're not editing, you're not doing multiple things at once. You want to, you're better off to go with Ryzen. And then Intel is for your, kind of like, what we do with behind the scenes with the podcast where we want to edit all these videos, have them rendering to the sites that we upload them on, but we might want to go and watch a YouTube video or Netflix at the same time and not be bogging down our system. Yes. You don't use Intel. And I, I have an Intel i7 and there was a point to where I was uh, streaming something while recording something over top of it and having a video rendering in the background while playing a game, and I didn't have any issues. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any stuttering or anything like that. That's a lot going on for... Yeah, and I had three monitors, all three monitors filled up with something, and it ran smoothly for hours. That's and for those wondering, really I was playing a game called Smite, which isn't the most graphically demanding game, <laughs> but also isn't the most optimized game. So take that as you will. That is a fun game. So for, for all intents and purposes, moving on to the motherboard, which it, to the best of my knowledge is where you'd want to go to next after you choose your CPU. Is that correct? Uh, Actually... So well, where basically, would you go to? the way I would actually move after you pick out your processor, I would actually start looking at a graphics card. Pick out the graphics card you want because basically, when you're picking out a motherboard, you basically just want something that can easily support all of the other stuff you want. Because a motherboard, you want to make sure that it has all the ports you want, all the the uh, all the USB ports you want, and all the stuff like that, and. You basically just want to make sure that it has enough slots and can support the other parts you want. The motherboard is really just a supporting piece for all of the other stuff. I mean, it is important to have a, a, a decent motherboard, but, you know, in my mind, there's not like, you need this motherboard, you need this motherboard, you need this one, this one, this one, or this brand, or this brand. It's like, whatever kind of fits what you're looking at building will work. Then I guess my only question for the mother- motherboard is, and then we can move on to the memory and graphics cards, is you just want to make sure if you're going with an Intel CPU, you get an Intel motherboard. And if you're going AMD for CPU, you want an AMD motherboard? Uh, to my knowledge, yes, for the most part. Okay. Because I do believe that most of them are not backwards compatible with each other. Yeah, my my general rule of thumb is outside of the the RAM and the uh, uh, graphics card, try to stay within the same uh, brand because that's most likely to work together. Okay. If you that, were going to build your sense. own PC, that's kind of what I did when I was looking into it. I'll Instead of just seeing if these parts were compatible, I'll just be like, I'm just going to try to pick a brand that has more of what I'm looking for because it can get pretty convoluted 
when you're doing all these different brands and stuff like that, trying to make sure they are all compatible. Okay, that makes sense. Stick to the same brand. You're bet you'll be more likely not to buy the wrong parts. Yeah, and if you're going with a a Ryzen uh, CPU, why not get a Ryzen motherboard too? You know, if you're going with an Intel, why not go with more Intel? You know. Yeah, because like I said, the, the motherboard together. is not. I mean, I am not saying it's not important, but in my opinion, for a gaming computer, it's not what you should be spending most of your thought process on. What the what to get? You know. Okay, that that makes sense. It's kind of just the housing for, it's it's the brain that all the limbs that you buy attach yeah. to. And you want it to have a nice house, but you don't want to put all of your thought into that. You don't want to put all your thought into the outside of the house, so to speak. You want <laughs> it to, the the inside has to be to to standard as well. Yeah, kind of. And then when it comes to graphics cards. Just using NVIDIA. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I'm look I'm uh, on Newegg right now. There's nothing better than NVIDIA, in my opinion. And looking at the prices for the uh, 3090s that are surprisingly in stock right now, um, the GeForce, uh, I think it's NVIDIA Gaming yep. OC 24GD 3090, $3,539. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good price, and that's a that's top of the line right there. Also, when you get NVIDIA graphics card, when you get that bad boy in there, you can get the NVIDIA GeForce Experience app. You get that. Oh, yes. You can up, update your drivers from that app. You can go into the games you have and customize the graphical settings from inside your from inside your graphics card itself. Like you can pick games to customize from in there. It tells you what games are gonna. Uh, have better performance with it. It also shows a, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, I forget what that reflection lighting is. That's kind of newer for graphics. I I uh I know what you're ray talking tracing, about ray tracing. Ray tracing, because yeah. yeah, ray tracing. Nvidia's got that on lockdown right now. They're like the only yeah it, it, graphics it's card gotten, doing that. I I hate to bring it back to Minecraft because it's it's it it really is such a simplistic game, but when you get, if you have one of these 3090s, and when you, you throw ray tracing, ray tracing over anything, it's immaculate. I have seen pictures of the 3090 in action on Minecraft, and I swore it was a. Um, if I say, I would say that it was a real picture of real life, well before I thought it was a video game. And. That I just think that's incredible in that something that can take a block game like that and turn it into essentially a real-life simulator of walking around. Yeah, I, I don't really see NVIDIA's uh, monopoly really dropping in the graphics card department anytime soon. There's no other graphics card that's even in talks right now or in circulation for something you should be getting. And they continuously advance. I I don't see anything else even coming close within the I, next long while. I definitely don't either. And with that, before we continue on to the other parts of our computer, we're going to throw it to an ad read and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Uh, I want to ask, uh, Steve, Lizette, are you guys still there? Have you left yet? Um, are you still listening? Falling yeah. asleep? It is pretty late. 
Nah, I mean, we're still here. We're practicing active listening. We don't have any questions. We're just actively listening. Exactly. No questions whatsoever. Well, I mean, Drew... Not at this junction. We settle our case. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> Drew already bought me a PC, so I mean, like, I, I, I'm good. Liza's married day... to me. She hears about this all the time. And when the day comes, I'm going to be like, hey, Drew, how much money do I need to Venmo you? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's going to be my discussion. No disrespect, though, because I definitely think this is a good conversation for those listening that are looking to do it themselves, not right off of Drew's coattails. But his Venmo is probably open to send him money to build you a PC. <laughs> I do not recommend building PC. <laughs> oh. oh. Obviously, we've been listening. Have you guys, have you not been listening to Steve? He said that like seven times. What? He's only said that he doesn't recommend the piece, building a PC a hundred times now. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I said. Start that's what I said. I, I Venmo him to pick me up a PC from Best Buy. <laughs> that's what I said. Um, I don't care. That's not what you said. I said what I said. <laughs> and you're wrong. That's not what you said. All right. Go back to, I don't know, drinking out of the bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> he called you out, Steven? This is called Speakeasy for a reason. Like Speakeasy Productions, we drink when we record. <laughs> we're, we are actively fighting against prohibition, even though you know it's over. But we're still fighting the good fight. <laughs> All right, go back to your discussion. You got okay, more questions okay. for me? Uh, of course, I have more questions. Uh, before the break, we uh, ended on video cards, so I guess. In my mind, uh, is memory the next step is to go to? Like, what do you recommend for memory size and how many modules? Um, I recommend two modules equaling up to sixteen. Now, so two in sticks my of mind, eight. Yeah, sorry, that sounded really rude. Oh, no, um, no. <laughs> in my mind, more is better. Why only eight? Why not 32 or 64 if you could afford it? So um, after a point, it just becomes kind of redundant. So actually, most of your processing power in terms of graphics in games comes from your graphics card. So your RAM, the I'm, I'm going to simplify it for people who maybe are not too, don't really understand much about computers. So RAM being random access memory, what it does is the computer will store some random information in there and just access it when it needs, right? So most games, even nowadays, don't really put more than 8 gigabytes worth of random memory in there. So 16 is just in case it decides to go over a little bit. Anything above 16, you're you're never going to use that. Unless you have, you know, 45 tabs of Chrome open and you have a, sh- a stream running and you have all this other stuff going. But in terms of just video games, you know, 16 and 16 is enough to play your video games and multitask at the same time. You can oh. go 64, you can go 128, but at that point, why? Oh, I see where you're coming from and I do have to put in. Everyone knows when you go to open Chrome, you open like a hundred tabs at once, no matter what you try to do. So your computer just immediately slows down no matter what you do. 
it's like i don't i don't think i've ever used over half of my ram at one time and i'd be pressed if i have actually yeah i've, I've never i i can't see myself ever really using over you know 10 gigabytes of my ram out of the 16 i'd be pressed if i ever use more than that okay that i i now understand why you'd want to why less is better in that situation it's not worth wasting the extra money on yeah when you could put your money in better stuff like really good fans instead of buying 64 gigabytes of ram that extra money you could put into a good cooling system well since you bring up fans let's jump to fans what what do you recommend for fans do you so, recommend like a fan kit or a water cooling kit? If so, you were to build? if it is your first PC, I recommend fans because fans are easier to take care of, and I'll explain why. So, fans are going to keep your components cool. They're going to do what they need to do. Every seven months to a year, you get a electric duster. Do not use can air because moisture can build up in the can air and spray into the fans, and that can cause problems. Use electric, dust at, dust it out, and you know everything should be should run fine. My computer hardly ever gets hot at all, even when I'm doing multiple tasks. I have one, two. I have like four fans in there, maybe. Okay. And where a lot of people kind, of, I don't really have any brands off the top of my head that I recommend. I would just kind of go review based because there are a lot of different brands of fans out there, but uh. Obviously, when you start getting the RGB fans, it's going to get more expensive. You don't need it, but it does look nice. And if you got the extra money, RGB fans do look really cool. And I would recommend getting them if you're someone who's really keen on how how it looks. If you're a fan of that. But the only reason to get liquid cooling is if you're going to overclock your uh, parts like your cpu if you're going to overclock it and make it constantly run harder than it normally would to get that little extra bit of performance out of it then you should definitely go liquid cooling liquid cooling is overall better it's going to keep your parts cooler but every like year you're going to have to replace the liquid of your choice that you have running through there and it is kind of more expensive. So, in my opinion, unless you're overclocking or you think it looks super cool and have the extra money, I think fans are kind of the way to go. They're kind of easier to maintain. It's kind of it's easier to tell if a fan is messing up rather than liquid cooling messing up. Because if your liquid cooling is messing up, it's probably not really going to make any noise. It's, there's not going to be as much visual or auditorial warning signs that your cooling is going bad unless the radiator is going bad on it okay but so, fans if anything goes wrong you're probably going to hear it unless you wanted unless you are willing to take the risk you should go with fan cooled computers yeah if you i'll say it this way if you don't know much about computers stick with fans if you know what you're doing and you're interested in overclocking and you want maximum performance out of your pc liquid cooling okay that yeah that makes sense because i have seen some pretty cool liquid cooled computers but they're they're get pricey and if you want to build your own cooling system you're gonna have to measure out all the piping cut everything to exact lengths make sure everything is tightened properly 
you're going to have to spend a while circulating the uh, coolant through. You're going to have to make sure that all the coolant is working properly. It is way harder than just screwing in three fans. Yeah, and fans are buy one. You can go on Amazon and get replacement fans. I will say this, though, because I want to warn people. If you are getting fans and you're doing it yourself, Make sure your fans are pointed in the correct direction, because depending on what direction your fan is pointing, it's going to either pull air out or push air in. You do not want to have fans on the front that push air in and then fans on the back that push air in, because then it's going to push all the hot air to the center. You want all of your air flowing in one direction. So you want the front to be pulling air in and the back to be pushing air out. And it depends on which direction the fan is facing. That is another thing that if you're building your PC, you could easily do wrong. Yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly haven't thought about that. And you can also, also uh, where you plan on storing your computer would obviously also make a difference on how you'd want to orient your fans. Yep, that is another thing that people people don't take in, when building a PC, and when when a PC enthusiast tells you you have to build your own PC. They don't go into this minor detail of things you have to look out for and things you have to be aware of doing wrong. Yeah, until it'd be almost they're explain say I build a computer, make all these mistakes and then explain them to you and you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot to say you have to watch out for this, this and this. Now you have to go buy yourself a new PC. Good luck, kid. Yeah, it's like you're not and if you destroy parts because you didn't put the fans in correctly and now you're heating up all your stuff too much. Um, you're not gonna get your money back. Yeah, no, there's no way to get your money back. But you. if you buy a pre-built and they put the fans in incorrectly, and you have a warranty, you're just gonna get a new computer. And who doesn't like new computers? <laughs> That's kind of what happened to my brother. One of his fans started making a noise. They claimed they couldn't fix it, and now he has a new computer. Nice. That that's convenient. So it's like. I, I really can't justify building a PC right now, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Now, if you enjoy it, if you know what you're doing and you like building it, because it is fun putting the parts together. It's like adult Legos. It is fun. But unless you, I would recommend if you want to do it, take the time to research. And I would take at least a couple months to watch videos, do research on how it's built, watch watch building videos, and really try to understand what can go wrong before you spend you know, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars on parts. Okay, that sounds logical to me. But since we are pretending to build one, I say we have to move on to uh, storage, SSD, and hard drive storage. Yes. Well, SSD is going to be better, but more expensive. Uh. What I would recommend and what a lot of gaming computers are doing now is I would go a mix. So I would go like 500 gigabyte SSD with a terabyte HDD. That's going to give you a lot of storage for a pretty good price. Uh, Use the SSD for all of your games because it's going to give you significantly faster load times. And then all of your other programs and stuff that you don't need fast load times are on put all on the hard drive and obviously you can mix and match those sizes to 
what your prefer to be, but I highly recommend going with a hybrid right now. Okay. That that does make sense because I can even use my Xbox for an example. I have an external hard drive that stores pretty much all my games and stuff, except for the main ones I use, which are on the Xbox. Which I I know it's different when it comes to that, but still, it's the same. It's a pretty similar concept. Yeah. So no. for storage, you want to go a mix of both, not too much in either direction, depending on if you're going to be. Yeah, if you're going to have what you're more using. programs, then you probably want to go a little bit bigger on the hard drive. But if you're doing a lot more gaming and you want to keep all your games and maybe you don't have the fastest internet speed, then yeah, I would I would put a little bit more money into the SSD, but. SSDs get really expensive really fast. Yeah, I, on Newegg here, they uh, there's very little under a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's why a hybrid is really good right now. Eventually, SSDs will take over the market entirely, and you won't have to do this weird hybrid situation thing. Because I mean, back in the day, a terabyte hard drive was a couple hundred dollars. But yeah, I was in there. You can go to Walmart and get a two terabyte thing for less than a hundred in some cases, depending yep. on your brand. I have. And they're about the size of uh, an old PlayStation uh, memory drive. I have a five terabyte hard drive that I think cost me back when I bought it. I think cost me around like two hundred and twenty dollars. Oh wow! And you could probably get that same hard drive for a lot cheaper. <laughs> Most definitely. Even the hard drive I have, it costs upwards of two or three hundred dollars for. I think there's maybe six or seven terabytes on there, and it's almost full. But also, I do want to touch on brands for hard drives. I stand by Western Digital. Western Digital. My five terabyte hard drive, I bought probably. Five, four or five years ago maybe I bought it before I even had this computer that I'm using now and it still runs like new Western Digital I stand by it I've never had a Western Digital hard drive go bad on me or stop working that's useful information to know for anyone who uh, who hasn't dabbled in external hard drives in any capacity i have had external hard drives break on me and lose data and stuff like that but i've never had a western digital go bad that's that's good information for me because like i, I said, am this looking five at the terabyte this five terabytes lasted me for years which is good the longer they last the the better obviously the product i and i it shows no it runs just like the day i got it it's crazy that's what happens when a company cares about their uh, quality of their products and not just making sure it lasts until the next one comes out. Yeah, and Apple. because of this, I only get Western Digital storage devices. Unless I'm doing like a flash drive or something small like that. But for anything that I want to actually put games on or programs on or something that I need to last, I always go Western Digital. I'll have to keep that in mind. I might jump on that bandwagon myself. Second best would be Seagate. Uh, yeah, I, I have a few Seagate small little thumb drives. 
I did have a, or I didn't have one. I think it was my friend. We both bought one terabyte Seagates for our Xboxes a long time ago, and his did stop working. Oh, that's not good. That same one is still being, the one that I bought, that Seagate, to be credit, still works to this day, but doesn't work as great as it did. It has kind of, you know, it's a low time has gone down. Yeah, then which they shouldn't. They should companies should focus on making their products last, but they probably made make it do that on purpose, or even just the newer games that get on it. Yeah, Seagate it seems to me. I feel like Seagate is is a really good hard drive, but I don't think it can take as much abuse as a Western Digital can. I've never really thought about the different brands and all that because I haven't had much use for uh, larger hard drives like that. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for uh, most bang for your buck. If I'm going to drop, you know, 150 to $200 on something, I want it to last as long as possible. Yeah, that that's understandable. I wouldn't want to go out buy something and have to go out and buy it again in a couple months. And pl- the time you have to spend when you replace a hard drive trying to get your stuff back or, you know, I don't want to have to worry about all that. I just want it to last. Yeah, because trying to recover files is probably the biggest pain. In I've never backed up is. this hard drive. Not once. Not once. I'm just letting it ride. It's never once failed me. It's never once lost data. And you and you know the second you go to back it up, it'll magically disappear. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, I'm playing with fire with it because it is an older hard drive. But this five terabyte hard drive, I've never backed it up. I'm just letting it. I'm just letting it go, you know. What else can you do, honestly? <laughs> I also don't want to, because I think I filled up like two and a half terabytes of that five. Oh wow! Thus far, and I'm like, if all of it disappears tomorrow, I'm just gonna restart. Yeah, and then you get to go experience everything again for the first time. <laughs> and it needs to be cleaned out anyway. I'll let it all go. It's mainly just video games and some old recordings and stuff like that. It's nothing super valuable. Okay. Well, with that, I th- is that everything on storage? Anything else you need to add for those? Uh, No, I think that's all, really. So then there's not too much more to cover in the realm of what we need, but Obviously, the next big thing you're going to need is a power supply. And the website I'm on here, Newegg, I'm seeing under the uh, modular category, we have full modular, semi, and non-modular. Could you explain those differences to me if you are able to? I will not talk about things I'm not sure on. And I have to admit that when it comes to power supplies like that because i haven't researched power supplies since i was probably 14 years old um i don't i actually don't know much about the different types of power supplies now if i had to guess i would say it's all about how much how much it's going to cost you to run your power supply versus like how electricity friendly it's going to be and I'm pretty sure it's going to be price variance. And I also am pretty sure that it's going to impact the size. So you could probably get a 250 volt and another 250 volt be the exact same thing, but different sizes. 
because it is going to be like a square box that's going in your computer. Yeah. And that's... I guess then my only question is, what what should you make sure what should you look for when you're going to buy your so the power main supply? thing the main thing you want to look for when buying a, a power supply is making sure that it not only has the voltage to support all of the parts you have but make sure it has a little bit extra to support any upgrading you may have and also you don't want so with that being said you don't want to get something that only requires 120 volts and get a 500 volt. You don't want to go that above and beyond. Because then you're just wasting money. Yeah. Because there's no way, unless you're planning on doing a pretty much rebuilding around your power supply, there's no need to get something that large. So in in terms of that it's just making sure that it can support what you have and you don't want to go crazy overboard with the with the voltage but you also you also don't want to yeah you don't want to go under or too crazy over you just want a little extra than what you need fairly simple but there is something when it comes to computers that i do want to talk about that nobody knows about and it is gives you a huge edge in gaming oh i would love to hear it so most people focus a lot on frame rate would you disagree with that i would not disagree frame rate seems to be important when you're playing a game i argue to people that once you reach 150 fps in a video game you should no longer look at increasing your frame rate instead you should look at your hertz so the hertz are the refresh rate of your monitor itself fps is the frames per second of the video game very similar but very different so basically what you want to do i recommend people look into 144 hertz so you want to get a monitor that specifically says that it supports 144 hertz then what you want to do is get a cable, whatever your monitor uses to hook up to your computer. Make sure that also supports 144 hertz. Once you have that all set up, go into the settings of your monitor and set the hertz to 144. Because standard, everything is 60. But 144 gives you such a huge advantage. What it does is it refreshes the screen rate faster so you see the image smoothly now what this does for video games is let's say you're on a, on the, the side of a wall and there's an enemy on the other side of the wall right you guys both peek each other at the same time we're going to use an fps as an example any fps you want you guys both peek each other at the same time you have 144 hertz they have 60 okay since okay. it's refreshing so fast, by the time their arm passes the corner, you're going to see that. They're not going to see you emerge from that corner until you're halfway over. So you're going to have a solid, I mean, it's going to be like a 
maybe a second, <coughs> not not even a second, but you're gonna have the chance to have a, to react to, to them peaking faster than they will. And that one second for anyone who plays first person shooters, no, makes a very big difference. So you might put four to five bullets in them before they even see you turn the corner. Which would decide, obviously, who would win. Yes. So not a lot of people know about Hertz. And I think Hertz is something that people should look more into. Because once you get above 150 frames per second, uh, anything above that, uh, you're not really doing anything for yourself. It's not really going to get too much smoother. It's not really going to get that much more visually pleasing. It's not... Especially because the human eye can only see up to, what, like 120, 130? Yeah. And a lot of people are crazy about it. Like, I get 200 FPS in this. It's like, well, you really can't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's there, but your brain can't comprehend what it's seeing yet. It's like anything above 4K. It's like... Yeah, it's you can do 8K, but you really can't perceive it to its fullest. Yeah, You're kind of reaching the limitations of the human eyes when it comes to graphics and stuff like that. And they're going to keep going up and up, and so they can charge more and more. <laughs> but yeah, I think Hertz is a very important thing to look into, especially if you're a competitive gamer like myself. Hmm. That's good. No, I knew a little bit about Hertz before from watching YouTubers and all that. I never knew that they what exactly they did. So that's uh, good information to know. It was, sounds like it will give you a little bit more of an edge whenever you're playing whatever video game you're playing. Oh, uh, yes. Like CSGO, yeah. Game Changer. Rainbow Six Siege, Game Changer. Valorant, Game Changer. Any first-person shooter, it's Game, game changer. changer. It is very worthwhile now if all you're going to do is play minecraft or world of warcraft or those kind of things then 60 is going to 60 hertz going to do you fine but if you want that slight edge in a competitive shooter 144 hertz going to get you that that's that's some good information to know and i think anyone listening who is serious about building one themselves going against all precaution of saying that you should just buy one because you'll be better off uh, will appreciate knowing that they should look for higher hertz computer monitors over just higher FPS. Yep. And also people, please cap your frame rate. Explain that for the, uh, so uh, what a lot of people will do is they'll run, uh, unlimited frame rate and basically what that means is uh your game is going to push the frame rate as high as possible so at some points you might get 250 frames and then at some points you might get like 70 depending on what you're doing and that can cause stuttering tearing uh pauses that can cause crashes i cap all my games at 150 to 180 fps so that way it's not going from 250 all the way down to 70 and causing crashes, tearing, stutters, stuff like that. Plus you can't even really perceive 200 FPS. So please do yourself a favor, cap your frame rate. Also a lot of people who complain about games crashing a lot play on uh, unlimited frame rate and unlimited frame rate isn't usually regulated by the developers. So they don't really 
they don't really play test on unlimited frame rate. So sometimes games just crash on unlimited frame rate for no reason, depending on hardware and stuff like that. So capping your frame rate will nine times out of 10 make your gaming experience, especially in newer games, a lot better. Great example, Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Cap your frame rate in that, and you will have a much nicer experience. Well, that's that's definitely a fun game to play. <laughs> but I guess with that, we'll move on to... Uh, I Not that we need to cover it, but it is an option you have to choose when building your PC. Is uh, your operating system. I think I can sum it up and just say... Just get Windows. <laughs> just get Windows. They already have uh, a monopoly. Just succumb to the overlords. Just this is yeah. the actual question that I've been waiting for. So, definitely Windows, like without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Linux is garbage. Uh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I can't say that because I I watch a YouTuber that's like all he does is use Linux and like it, it's not bad. I just in my head I'm like it's just it. Yeah, Microsoft. Just, just go with them. It, you'll, you'll be better off. So many more things run on my, on Windows than Linux. You're Linux is really cool though because Linux is open ended or open source, and you can do whatever you want with it. Microsoft is very restricting, but mm-hmm. Windows is just easier. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like there is no other, unless you want to mess around with code and programming there is no reason to get anything else other than windows and for like just being honest like somebody of my skill level it would literally make no sense for me to not then because i wouldn't no sense okay if if the language is python javascript uh c sharp and c plus plus if you don't know anything about any of those i would just get windows i have like a third grade level of java (laughs) <laughs> like at best and that's on a good day when i like slept for full 10 hours and i i don't know too much about linux my uncle uses linux a lot and he messes around with it uh i mm-hmm. think linux primarily uses python i could be wrong on that and I, i'm pretty sure i'm right in saying even if you do know how to code it's really just for you're, hobbyists it's for fun yeah stressed out enough don't like kill yourself over just go with windows you don't want to deal with that stress of having to do that home as well as your job if you're a programmer now don't get me wrong i hate windows i want something new i want something different but there really isn't another option can i chime in with something here can you guys hear me okay yeah now that you come back into frame yeah yeah sorry i fell asleep (laughs) it's okay um not really (laughs) but as somebody who was really big into don't hit me i i know you're going to talk about apple yes um I was, for all of us <laughs> <laughs> i was really big into apple products for a while like i had my macbook pro i had my iphone i was all like all apple across all of my devices and um when drew bought me a gaming laptop when we were dating I, I had my MacBook and my PC, and I would kind of alternate depending on what I was working on, but I eventually started migrating my programs over, and I of what I use runs better on Windows, which was not originally the case when I first made the jump over to Apple products. Most of the programs I was using worked better on Apple at the time. Now, mind you, God, this hurts me to say it was over 10 years ago. 
Um, stop laughing. I have converted her. Yeah, he, he, he managed to switch me back to the point where I even got rid of my iPhone and went with Android, as much as it pains me. Because it's better. <laughs> I'm still hung up on the fact that you were dating and you bought you a computer. He bought me a very expensive computer, too, because he wanted somebody to play World of Warcraft with. I... I can say the price, right? Yeah, you can say the price. I don't care. I bought when we were dating. I bought her a twelve hundred dollar gaming laptop, so that way she could come over and play World of Warcraft with me. That's sweet. And she did. <laughs> he also had to buy me the subscription. Yeah, I paid for her WoW subscription too. <laughs> Can't get a three dollar drink at Ferndale Sportsman's. <laughs> hey, she. You know, she has been spoiled. I will tell you what. Do you want to go into how spoiled I've been in my <laughs> lifetime? No. <laughs> That's another podcast. That's for the Speakeasy podcast, not for the <laughs> nerds. I've never owned a used car. Okay. Okay. Stop. Okay. You need to stop talking. Go back to sleep and let us talk about computers because now you're making us feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hit her too. I was like, I didn't realize I grew up poor until I married you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do have to say the BMW was purchased new. But, like, all besides before that, it was, like, definitely all used vehicles, so I can't relate. But on the, on the flip side of it, I literally only own two cars, though. So, like, to put yeah. it into more perspective. That's true. Anyway. Sorry, I had, to, I had to throw that out there. Humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Just because it makes everybody mad. I, I guess before we uh, wrap things up, the only other redundant thing to talk about is the case. And oh, in God. my mind, it's just buy a case that's going to fit everything you bought. Get nothing the cheapest, massive, but nothing get the cheapest case that can fit everything. That's what I would do if I was building one. I would get the, the absolute dirt cheapest. I don't care what it looks like because you can just paint it if you want to. The dirt cheapest case that fits everything and has room for upgrades. Because why would you spend $1,000 on a case when you could put that money elsewhere or a couple hundred dollars? I would I would honestly go with the cheapest case you could find and put the extra money into the parts. If you were building one. Hmm. I, I honestly think that might... I mean, unless there's any accessories or anything else that you could want to mention that would be useful. Uh, I recommend if you are getting a computer, I would recommend not going lower than the 20 series for the NVIDIA because uh, from personal experience, the 20 series run VR very nicely and VR is very cool because I have VR and VR is going places that... I would like to talk about another podcast because the advancements are going unnoticed and it's criminal. I would actually be down for an episode about that personally. I have an Oculus as well. I love playing VR. And I bet you there's a whole bunch of advancements they made that you're not aware of. Oh, 100%. That was a good tease for the next episode. Uh, Well, I I think with that, I think that's everything in the computer topic. 
yeah. think I covered everything. Gordon, can you do the outro or do you want me to? Please do it. Well, we want to thank you again for listening to this episode of Let's Be Nerds. Again, this is a community. We want to hear your feedback. Drop us a like, drop us a follow, leave us a comment or a review. Tell us, was this good information? Did you learn something? Do you know something that wasn't covered that you want to share with the audience? Please, please, we love to hear from you. Uh, the link for the Discord will be in the description box below. We would love for you to join. There will be chats about this and every other topic we covered. Uh, please follow and give us feedback and with that being said we thank you for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one let's be nerds is hosted and executive produced by gordon bryant and me stephen j mclean Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speakeasy Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our managing producer and co-host is Lizette Ayala. To keep up with the latest on Let's Be Nerds, join our Discord server linked in the description box below. Follow us on Instagram at Let's Be Nerds Pod or find us on Twitter at Let's the Letter B Nerds. Mm-hmm.